Worried Writer, helping you to overcome fear, self-doubt and procrastination to get the work done. I'm your host, Sarah Painter, and I'm a novelist and self-confessed worried writer. For show notes, resources and much more, please head to worriedwriter.com. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of The Worried Writer. I'm recording this on Monday the 30th of March 2020 from my garden office here in Scotland, where we are, like everyone else in the UK, on government lockdown for the next couple of weeks, at the very least. I know that everyone in the world is affected by the COVID-19 pandemic and I just want to say that I wish you well, whatever you are, and hope that you are safe, uh, well, and coping as well as is possible in these scary and uncertain times. I did think about taking a podcast break, as I do feel a wee bit wobbly and kind of like hiding away at the moment. Um, I don't want to bring you guys down but I also wanted to speak to you and send my good wishes. Please do let me know if there is anything in particular that you would like me to cover in the next episode or two, and whether or not it is helpful for me to continue with the show at this time. I won't be offended if the answer is no. So in today's show, I had planned a Just Me episode, in which I was going to chat about the Self-Publishing Live conference in London, which was, um, well, went ahead at the beginning of March. I was going to share everything that I learned. Um, It was the first conference that my husband was going to be attending, uh, the first one that we were going to attend together uh, since he joined the company full time. But unfortunately, uh, we made the tough decision not to attend. Uh, I have asthma and so does my son. And my anxiety honestly was just too high to go as well. Um, Shortly after, the virus situation really escalated and I felt like we'd made the right decision. But at the time, it wasn't an easy one as things weren't that clear. Now, there is a replay of the show available. I know they had a nice professional recording done of the day, um, and I think that's around $30. I will find a link and pop it in the show notes. So if you want a day's worth of videoed presentations uh, from successful indie authors uh, like Mark Dawson, uh, to give you some motivation, I'm sure that it is going to be absolutely fantastic. I've heard nothing but great things from the people who were there. I'm going to watch them myself this week week, as I could definitely do with some help in the motivation area. I think, like many of us, I'm struggling to focus on my writing at the moment. I'm actually doing better emotionally since the official lockdown, as the clear directions are much better than the uncertainty and the sort of continual weighing up of activities and whether they're risky or not. Um, I mean, honestly, we'd really sort of shut down and retreated to the house anyway, um, but it was just things like uh, my daughter had come home from university, but wondering whether she'd be going back, that kind of thing. Um, But I've also felt quite panicky. And I've been finding sleep really tricky. And when I don't sleep well, it's, well, I'm sure you're the same. Writing is is really tough. Honestly, my brain and emotions have kind of felt a wee bit like they did when I was in the midst of grief uh, when I lost my mum. I mean, nowhere near as bad as that, but similar. 
And that actually makes sense. I think that we're grieving for the loss of the way life was and for all the plans we had for the immediate future, as well, of course, as worrying about friends and family who may be ill or vulnerable or struggling. So since recognising this, I've been kinder to myself and have been using some of the techniques for getting stuff done that I used during that previous awful uh, grieving time. Uh, Rather than expecting a full eight-hour focused work day, I'm prioritizing tasks like writing and this show and then allowing myself recovery time to read or nap or do a cross-stitch. I've also cut down on my news consumption and try to check it once or twice a day and only on the BBC website. Back when all of this began to escalate, I was compulsively reading about the virus and all the news and the speculation, and it was doing me no good whatsoever. I've also been focusing on gratitude for everything that I have. I am lucky enough to have both children at home with me, as well as my lovely husband, and we have a roof over our heads and food in the cupboards, and we live in a rural place with nice walks on our doorstep. Um, At the moment, with the guidelines, we are allowed to go out once a day for exercise. Um, So I'm doing that every day, going out for my walk, and it's, it's certainly a blessing. We're also in a really fortunate position with work um, because we're able to work from home and we're used to doing so, uh, as well as running a digital global business which relies mainly on digital products. However, along with that, I am, as I say, trying to be just a wee bit kinder to myself because because it's something that I already do, I kind of expected myself to just carry on um, as normal. And since allowing myself to to recognise that things aren't normal at the moment, um, and I am in a wee bit of a state, uh, things have got a bit better again. I'm also, of course, hugely grateful for all the healthcare and essential workers who are carrying on in the face of fear and uncertainty for the good of other people. And I'm gaining great comfort from the kindness and ingenuity that is being shown. Human beings are social and adaptable, and that is something I am holding on to. Finally, in my gratitude list, I have to mention the internet. I've always loved the internet, but boy, it is showing its value at the moment. Being able to communicate with you now, being able to work, to video chat with friends and family, streaming entertainment and downloading books onto my Kindle, my goodness, thank you broadband from the bottom of my heart. All of that gratitude reminds me, before I ramble any further, I want to give a massive shout out to everybody supporting the show on Patreon. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Also, a quick shout out to a new patron this month. Thank you so much to new patron Alex Yovanovic. Thank you. Don't forget, if you would like to support the show on Patreon, you can just head over to patreon.com forward slash worriedwriter, and that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com. So in writing news this month, as I said, I've been struggling to focus somewhat, um, but I'm still working on the fourth Crow Investigations book. The ending is in sight, and I'm determined to keep my publishing schedule. Hopefully that will happen. I've also adapted to the new circumstances and have ordered a sound shield to make an audio booth in my home office so that I can record the audiobook of my next non-fiction project at home rather than booking a studio as I did for the last one. 
Another thing that I've done to kind of try and adapt to the new circumstances and to um, reinvigorate is perhaps not quite the right word, uh, help me to refocus perhaps uh, for my writing sessions is that I am paying some attention to my desk here in my office. It's kind of got quite messy over time. I've got a lot of office bits and pieces that have um, taken over the desk. There's lots of cables and things that basically, in the words of Marie Kondo, don't spark joy. So I am going to clear all that off and spend a bit of time cleaning up and rearranging my desk so that it feels like a a more conducive, creative writing environment. Um, I feel like it's quite important to recognise that we are doing creative work and we do need to trick our brains into focusing, trick our brains into wanting to get to the page and being able to stay in our fictional worlds when we're there. Um, So I'm also doubling down on things like playing my playlists uh, for the book uh, while I'm writing, lighting my candle, which I'm just looking at. And it was given to me by a lovely friend and it is an Eve Taylor candle. And it says on it, inspiration and exhilaration. And it's got neroli, Um, a sort of neroli uh, citrus kind of a scent with lavender and mandarin and rosemary and I absolutely love it and I burn this when I'm writing and it just helps it helps me to uh, get in the zone so on to this month's listener question Uh, this question is from Rebecca M thank you so much Rebecca Rebecca wrote I know we take inspiration from our family members, partners and friends when writing a book and I was wondering how authors deal with the potential fallout or the risk of one of these loved ones recognising themselves in a character. I know this won't be an issue for any positive personality traits evident but my fear is that some of the more negative traits could cause friction amongst those I love. Whilst already overwhelmed with all the general new writer worries, I'm also apprehensive that this fear of causing offence may prevent me from producing realistic characters with personality traits I can really bring to life. Thank you again, Rebecca. This is a great question and I'm really glad that you brought it up because I think it is quite a common fear, especially for new writers. Uh, You mentioned in your email that you're near the beginning of your journey, so I believe you have yet to complete your first book. I hope that I can reassure you that this truly isn't something that you need to worry about. If you are writing fiction and merely taking inspiration from real-life people, you can trust that by the time the book is finished, those fictional characters will have become unique and utterly detached from their initial inspiration nobody will recognise themselves. This is actually particularly true for negative attributes, as people are less able or likely to identify with these than you might imagine. Also, when you're writing your book, you have one aim only, and that is to finish. Writing your first book is the hardest, because you don't yet know that you can do it. Remember that when you're writing, you are completely private. It is in your control when somebody sees your work. In fact, nobody has to see what you've written. What I do is I lie to myself and say that I will never show anybody what I'm writing. Um, So that's something you can try. You need to free yourself up and write with total abandon. 
do remember that there will be plenty of opportunity once you've finished your first draft or your second or your third uh, to tweak any characters. If you feel they are too close to a real life person, you will be able to make very small changes that make them utterly unrecognizable if you feel that that is an issue. But I bet you that that won't be an issue by the time you get to that point. Also, I think you say that you have a fear that this fear of causing offence may prevent you from producing realistic characters. Um, As I say, I think you need to clear out that fear so that it definitely doesn't hinder your creative uh, process when it comes to writing your characters. But I think you've also hit the nail on the head uh, with the phrase fear. Recognise that your brain is throwing up every fear it can think of to stop you writing. Like you said, you've been reading uh, writing advice and that will be knocking down some of the fears. It will be addressing them. And so your brain uh, is still trying to protect you from the discomfort of writing because writing's scary and you're frightened you won't be able to do it and it's got the fear of failure, fear of exposure, all of that. And so your brain is trying to protect you. So it's coming up with reasonable sounding objections Now, the reason I say this is because when you conquer this particular fear, or maybe you hear this reassurance, your brain is very likely to come up with a new thing to worry about. All of these worries stem from the normal creative fear that every writer gets. And you have to repeatedly ignore or vanquish or do what I do and just put it to one side and simply create anyway. Do know that this is totally normal, you're not alone, and you absolutely can do this. Good luck. I do hope that that was helpful, Rebecca. Please feel free to get back to me if you want me to clarify anything. If you have got a question that you would like answered on the show, or something that you would like me to cover in these tricky times, do get in touch. You can email me, sarah at worriedwriter.com, or find me on Twitter at Sarah R. Painter. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Thank you for spreading the word about the show and for rating or reviewing the podcast on your podcast app of choice. It all really helps. Just before I finish, I want to give a quick shout out to some lovely folk on Twitter. I'm not on social media as much at the moment as I'm feeling quite introverted and even more like hiding than usual. But I do check my notifications on Twitter and I really do appreciate all the lovely messages and chats. Huge thank you to D.V. Bishop, who's at David Bishop, who's at David Bishop, Gillian Seal, who is at Tailored Yarn, and Aspiring Authors, which is a new um, podcast for aspiring authors, and you can find them at Aspiring Pod on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you can feel the empathetic hug that I'm sending out to you. And I hope that you have, if not a good month of writing, then a good month of reading, uh, napping, and generally coping in the situation that we find ourselves. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. For show notes and links, head to worriedwriter.com. If you'd like to connect, find me on Twitter at Sarah R. Painter or use the hashtag WorriedWriter. See you next time.